Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you, you forgot to enter. They just mad cause they ain't us. I'm just cutting that. No fade out, my brethren. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. Guys, we're currently three days. Tonight we'll make four days after Zuvi 2023. And I wanted to come on here and do a a little more of a formal podcast, but I say that every time. We all know it's just going to turn into me spilling my damn soul on the track anyway. So I did write down some points, and I just wanted to recap this era in general in my motherfucking career and my journey out here in Los Angeles. Now, the fucking podcast is hilarious, dude. Like, it's just... Look at how this thing's gone up and down and left and right over the past four years. And mind you, this is year four of the podcast. This is legitimately year four. And um, it's literally just turned into my damn, what do you call those things? Journals? Like your journal, like when a girl goes home and she like writes notes about the guy she likes from high school. Anyway, I'm smoking crack pack. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, I guess this is my journal. This is where I'm going to spill all my secrets. Now, let me tell you guys. This Zuvi 3 era has been a fucking punch in the absolute throat. Falcon punch to my throat. Brutal beatdown. Just not, it's not even arguable. It's just, this has been an L. I will wear it. No one who came to the event knows that. No one that came to the event, I think, would even really think that. But you guys know that. Social media, when you go and see my visuals and the beautiful video we're going to drop tomorrow. You're going to say, damn, this boy's on a fucking roll out there, brother. Let me, and I guess what I'm learning is everything in my life comes down to my thoughts and my behaviors and the things that revolve around the things I'm thinking. And what I'm thinking right now about Zoo V3 is that it can literally go suck my dick. Hey, <laughs> dude. Such a fucking beatdown. And um, I wrote this out a little more formally today. I wrote down some of my notes just so we can reflect on this. And I'm just trying to learn where I went wrong on this thing. And ultimately, at this level of entrepreneurship, it all comes back down to the way I'm thinking and behaving and acting and the actions I'm taking. And I have not been making good decisions entrepreneurially. And that's, it has to be due to just other factors in my life. But entrepreneurially, I have not been making good decisions. 
And um, I just want to reflect on this because then I can use this, you know, on the next event or the next project and figure out the lessons I have to learn here to get better. So anyway, I'm just going to give you a quick overview of the event, what happened, where we're at now. And then I have three or four things that I thought didn't work. And then a couple things that I think did work. And then we'll just take it from there. Now, before we get into it, I do want to, I don't even think they listen to these, but I do want to shout out my team, not just the day of event team, but Killian and Kyle. Um, Killian is our GM. Kyle is head of production on all three events. And they both know, knowing just even them knowing that this event was going to be a financial failure, they still conducted themselves so professionally and they still carried out and executed their jobs knowing that we were kind of taking a loss. And I just thought that was incredibly admirable. It's not something you can tell someone to do. They just, they just get up and they fucking do it. And, um, I just can't say enough about them too in this entire four to six week period. They just, they're really, really good at what they do. And they do great work for the purpose of doing great work. And that is so valuable. And I just, I'll do anything for those guys, man, for real. Same thing with Jack, with all the design. He does great work to do great work. It's not... You know, this isn't a billion dollar company. I can't pay these guys a gazillion bucks yet, but they do great work because they value great work. And I think that is so important. Um, And uh, I just wanted to shout them out for that. Now, quick overview of Zuvi3. So we got there the day of, loaded in. There were some issues at the load in. which I, I don't even think it's going to be beneficial for me to really delve into those issues, but maybe I will as this podcast goes on. And then the event happened. It was fucking pouring rain. And I know a lot of you guys who listen to this are in Boston. You guys, when it rains out here, it's not like back home. Like, oh, it's just another day of rain. Still, I'm going to go to fucking Chipotle and go to the mall and fucking go to work. No problem. No, the whole city shuts down and the city becomes depressed. Because the people out here are so wired um, to have like sunny and 75 degrees all the time that it, the way they're chemically wired is if they don't get that, they actually become very depressive. And it was pissing rain on the night of New Year's, like New Year's Eve, pissing like it was hard rain. It was the hardest rain I've ever seen out here. It wasn't that bad, but it's just in that that was a factor of, I think, not getting more people who said they were going to come. I think it, people were literally deterred because it was raining. And that's just not something we ever experienced back home. But mind you, that's not just a me issue. I bet every single venue and event in Los Angeles was experiencing the same thing. Um, but at this level, you guys know, it's like I got to take everything I can get. And uh, anyway, it was pissing rain. The event starts at 10 p.m. And I, and interestingly enough, I think it probably started packing in around 11.30 or so. And then 
after the ball drop, it actually cleared out at like 1.15. So again, there was another 90 minute to two hour fat party with the most people. It was just in that window alone. And that's just another, same thing as Zuvi 2, like there's just gonna be a fat window. Now, the event ran smooth. Like there was no operational issues. Um, there were no fights, everyone got along. It moved from point A to point B, no problem. Setup wasn't too tough. And um, yeah, that's a good thing. Everyone was safe, no throw up, no fights. I guess there was like a couple drunk, like overly drunk people, but no real issues, no security issues either, um, which is great. You know, ultimately it's my job when it comes to event operating that everyone just is safe and has a good time. That's the job. And I do think we accomplished that. I still have to go talk to more people like about their thoughts on the event, but I do think everyone felt safe and had a good time. And that is important. But when it comes to the level of good time, that's where I'm starting to like, that's where I feel dissatisfied with our performance. I thought Everyone had a decent time. I think that's the word for it. Now, again, I still have to go talk to everyone about this, but I think everyone had a decent time. And that is not a standard that I can uphold out here. I can't be producing decent projects. You, I have to be great. I have everything I produce has to be fucking exceptional. That is the only way I'm going to fucking make it out here. That's just the name of the fucking game. I'm in the most hyper-competitive entertainment market in the world. And decent is not going to move me forward. Decent is not going to produce the life I want and the results I want. I have to be fucking exceptional. And that has to radiate across all of my work. Everything has to be unbelievable. And I don't think we produced a night like that. I don't think there were any moments that were like, wow. And people were like, I'm, oh, I'm going to remember that. I think the night was a good night for people, a good way to start New Year's. But I don't think there was any wow factor. And I... I feel like I need to produce those moments for people. Like there is just, there's a little bit of just a, whoa, well, bam. If I continue to go down this route of throwing these fucking events. Now, from here, I just want to, I have points written down. I want to just discuss the things that went wrong, I think, and the things that went right in this entire process. And um, let's just start off with financially. Um, dude, I tried to budget this event better than the last one, but it just got to the certain point where I felt like, dude, Connor, you're going to go broke 
if you don't just take action. And it's not a good it's not a good operating system to be under just to say like, all right, dude, you're gonna go broke, just say yes, 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 go, 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 go. Because I think you make reckless and messy decisions in that situation. But that was again my operating system here. I didn't stick to the budget I said I was gonna stick to. I didn't really create a conservative budget like I should have. And I didn't land any massive paying sponsors. So the whole thing was coming out of my pocket yet again. And what that means business-wise, when I'm paying solely out of pocket, is that I am depending on ticket sales and bar revenue to make money on these things. Now, I don't like being in that position anymore. I don't want to sell tickets to anything. Like it, I don't, I don't like the feeling of like, I I need to sell something. It's a terrible position to be in. I never want to be in again. And I won't be in it again because then it comes across when you're selling, like he needs this. Like, I don't want to feel that way. Um, I want all my events now to be non-ticketed, closed listed events and I want to generate all the money through sponsorship. It's indisputable that I can throw great events here and it's indisputable that I can pull a crowd. That's three times in five months I've done that. Getting sponsorship, it's not sponsors. If any of you guys hear this shit, it's not even a fucking question, okay? I get my motherfucking job done. Look, the proof is in the fucking pudding. But, you know, I gotta protect my ass when it comes to that bag, you know? You know how to fucking throw that in there, guys. Um, but I don't like being in the position of selling tickets. I don't want to sell to people. I don't want to sell to kids. I want them to just buy. And I think that is the best way. And the only way to really make money on these events is land a fucking big ass sponsor. Give the sponsor what they want. Give the people what they want. But do not charge people to party unless it's like insane amount of value. I just don't think it's a good pitch, even though this, these were low price tickets, truthfully. Um, I, I, that's just where I'm at. If I'm using someone else's money, it's a different, it's a different story, but that's just the truth. So that this goes back to like what I'm saying, where I think we went wrong. The whole time I felt like I was losing money in this process, which is a fucking awful place to be in decision wise. Because you wake up every day in fucking fear mode. It is an awful, awful place to be in. You do not want to be in that position where you feel like no matter what, you're losing bread. I don't, I had no clarity on if I was going to make my money back. I had no clarity on um, how many tickets I really had to sell. And then it's just when it started, I felt like I just had to like power through and get it done, which I did, but it was just not a good position to be in financially for this thing. And I want to feel inspired to make more and more money. And I want to create a system where it's like every action I take, I know I'm making more money. This was not that this was a shit show. And So that's number one. Financially, the financial plan was a fucking shit show. Second, my marketing just didn't work. I did not sell enough tickets. Like I, 
I did not sell enough tickets. And it got when it, I was expecting that boom to come on that Monday or Tuesday and it never fucking came. And um, you, I think I probably lost close to five G's on the event. And I don't think it's necessarily a loss because it, again, it's, it's, I got another event in the ground and I think it's going to drive sponsorship a lot, but I, I just, I, I, I just, that, that ticket boom never came. Sorry for pausing there. That ticket boom literally never came. And so at the end I was like, fuck, is anyone going to show up to this fucking thing? So I was like, fuck, we just need to let people in for free and try to make people on, make money on the fucking bar um, and just and make our guest list much larger. I know this is, this is just the truth. And so we did that. I loaded up that fucking guest list and it ended up being like very beneficial in terms of how the party looked because we did get a decent amount of people there. I think, and I could be wrong, I think we probably had like anywhere from like 110 to 130. 30 in and out the door, maybe more. Um, and I thought it was a decent size event, but there were still gaps. Um, there was still open space, but I do think people, when, when the event was filling up, they're like, Oh, this is like a decent size event. Um, again, that word decent makes me want to fucking throw myself off my balcony anyway. Um, but yeah, my marketing just, and it could be because new year's is competitive, but my marketing just didn't work. And I think ultimately what is going to drive more people to my events, if this is the route I continue to go on out here, is strictly brand and reputation. I think that's what's going to sell everything. Oh, the Zuvies, Connor Hallway, yep, they throw great parties. We got to go. Just like any other business. At the celebrity shout outs, those shits did not fucking work. No one freaked out about that shit. I thought it was going to work. I had $1,000 of cameo credit that I put on that. I, I was positive it was going to work. It did not work. And my Instagram got fucking shadow banned. So no, none of my content was really leaving. Um, I thought that the promos we did with Moose were really good. I, I really like I really like Moose. He's a really nice kid, dude. Um, and if you guys want to get in touch with him, let me know. But those ultimately did not sell tickets either. Um, his code didn't really sell any tickets. And it's not his fault. It's my fault. It's just these are all things I have to assess. Uh, so that was number one and number two. The financial plan was a shit show. My marketing was a shit show. Next, um, music. The one great thing about all the last three events is the diversity of our crowds. And like, if you show up this venue, but Oh my God, it's fucking black people, white people, Indian people, Spanish people, fucking Ukrainian dude, fucking chicks, dudes, whatever. A dude in a wheelchair was going to come. Like the diversity of the events is amazing. And I really think that's the silver lining to all this is I know I can pull a great crowd together. Um, this is me just trying to figure out the business side of things. Now, with that though, because we pull in such a diverse crowd, it's really hard to nail the music down of what the crowd collectively wants because all these people want different things. And so we played like top 40 EDM remixes the whole night because that's what I thought the Haunted Zuvi people wanted, right? Um, if you look at that Haunted Zuvi crowd, it's all like white chicks from Santa Monica. But 
I did hear from my friends that they're like, dude, you got to play rap, more rap and more hip hop. Um, and for that reason, I think maybe, I think maybe on the next event, it will be beneficial if we do a lineup of like three different, um, we do a lineup of like three or four different genres of DJs and then we have them cycling in and out. And then let's say for that 30 minute section where the hip hop DJ is playing and people who don't like hip hop don't want to listen to it, they can go to some sort of like networking section of the event or we have multiple rooms. Um, that's that. So I think music was a, a slight detractor. Now, I don't want to come on here and shit on anyone. I don't. I just try to be honest on the fucking podcast so you guys know what I'm going through out here. But there was a, as you guys know, a fucking shit show with the event space. And um, there was an issue with their coding. And about four hours before the event, the fire department showed up, the coding department showed up, and the police department showed up. And they were threatening to shut the event down because of the size of our event. Now, I... I actually really like the JTs. I think they're nice kids and they're just trying to fucking hustle. But I should have done more due diligence in this aspect. Again, I'm not, I don't want to even shit on anybody in this situation. Whatever. Like, go get your bag, young men. Um, but that was a fucking heart attack right before the event that the police department showed up. And like, yeah, we don't think you're going to do this. Anyway, um, that's that. It is what it is, brother. Now, I just, I think what this all ultimately comes down to are the thoughts that are going through my head and I need to figure it the fuck out. Like I need clarity in my fucking life of why I'm doing these things and how they're helping me get to that fucking Marvel goal and providing more opportunities for myself in the entertainment space. It's undisputed that my hustle out here um, has provided me with tons of relationships and opportunities. I do think, guys, if you're listening to this, that this is the way to hit a fucking city. If you're if you're moving cities, hit that bitch with the ground. Like, just fucking hit it running, brother. Go. Um, because ultimately, I do have a lot of opportunities and I have a lot of leverage out here right now because I am the guy who people trust to throw these events. And um, that's great. Awesome. Now, those are the things I think I did wrong. Again, financial plan, marketing, the music, pretty much everything. And let me just tell you what did work and the things I'll be carrying to the next event. Now, I had that Drew Martin sponsor come in, that weed sponsor. And dude, they were handing out free joints. Those were a huge fucking hit. Passing out free joints to everyone. Everyone was smoking. That was a great aspect of this party that people could smoke and light up these J's. People fucking loved it, dude. Like, that was a, a huge dopamine hit for everyone involved. Like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. People were sparking up J's everywhere, sparking them outside. Um, and they liked the weed. I thought that was a huge hit. And I definitely want to do that on the next one. Next, I think the networking aspect of the party was really um, beneficial for everybody. You know, we had the room where there was a lot of music. Then the outside, people were allowed to just fucking talk and meet. And I think that is going to be the real value from any of my events is like 
meet my ability ultimately to connect people and then these people go on and do business together. You know, a lot of people were really excited with some of the people they met because I know some really fucking cool people out here. And um, yeah, I just think uh, that was a, a really positive of the event, a, a really positive aspect of the event um, was the networking aspect. Now, finally, I think the production on the event was fucking really nice, dude. I think Kyle, again, did a really good job with making the place look like a New Year's party. I wish we had more money for the downstairs so we could have lit it up better. But yeah, I just think um, when you see the visual, you're like, ah, this dude fucking killed it. Anyway, um, those were the three things I thought were positive were the free joints, the networking, and the production. And ultimately, dude, it's another fucking event under my belt. Boom, whatever. Now, let's just talk about the next steps. I know this was a huge fucking ramble of a podcast, but maybe any of my fucking experience for you guys, you can take from it and not make the same mistakes I'm making. And Anyway, so these are my next steps. I need six days, Monday three. I need some time to shut my fucking mouth and just let my brain reset and figure out what I want. I need that clarity because once I know what I want in the next year and in the next few months and in in the next 10 years, once I can get really clear, and we all know what the end goal is, but once I can get really clear on that, then I don't think I'll have as much pain in my day-to-day. And I'll have that North Star that I'll keep trying to attack. That was the beautiful thing about the movie in Boston, was the goal was so clear, and I could see the goal. And I knew what it looked like, and I knew how it felt. I need that for my next step. And that's going to take some time in me putting my fucking phone down and just experiencing life for a little bit. Um on the top of my brain, and I don't even want to line up any meetings, the top of my brain is maybe I throw smaller, zero-cost events for people strictly in the entertainment space. And I and I provide a lot of value for some of these head hotshots in the entertainment world. And then I just build those events up. You know, throwing parties is cool, but how how is it going to get me closer to being in movies? Real talk. That's something I need to figure out. Um, and I just need to, I just need clarity. I need clarity. And I'm also realizing, guys, this, I, the street level hustle of my life you know, 19, I'll always have it in me, but 19 to 26, 27, that era is ending. Like I need bigger responsibilities and I want bigger things in my life and I want more money. And, um, I'm just trying to figure it out, dude. I'm trying to figure it out. Now, this was nearly a 30 minute podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you listen, um, how many people, you know, can just talk off rip for 30 straight minutes. But um, 
ultimately, I do these for you guys because I think it will help you guys. I know what it's like for a lot of you guys who are out there fucking grinding and nothing seems like it's fucking working and you're scared about going for your goals and anyway, I know what that feeling is like and um, I know I know what it's like just driving around town and literally not knowing what the fuck I'm doing and uh, I just want you to know I got your back. Things are fucking scary, but you just got to fucking go for them, brother. I did financially survive this. I think I got I got enough stacked up right now to, to keep the wheels moving, but I got to get smarter. And with that, I love you, brethren. I'll see you guys on the flip side. Zuvi 3 Arrow will be over tomorrow. And uh, I just got to fucking send all the videos out to the sponsors, and then we're good to go. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter.